Poso maoni work, wai wanan kitana ni mo e yoski pietaya posnotaman e yum MITW podcast. A yospis pietaya posnopi notaman and a hisikimaka e yoso matnamineho kihi. Welcome to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Wapus. On this episode, I'm again joined by our guest, Vaughn Bowles. He is the Public Information Officer for the Incident Command Center for the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin. He's here to give us another update on COVID-19 and the tribe's response. So welcome, Vaughn. Thanks, Sheena. Thanks for inviting me back. All right, so I think the biggest news that has come out regarding COVID is that the state Supreme Court has canceled Governor Evers' uh, stay-at-home or safer-at-home order. Um, So how does that affect the Menominee tribe? So it kind of affects it, and it kind of doesn't affect it all at the same time. Because the Menominee Nation is a sovereign nation, they can um, choose to follow any sort of rules or regulations or legislation that they desire to pass. That said, um, we looked at following state regulation um, during the COVID incident. Um, and so we instituted as a, legis- as a tribal legislature, a Safer at Home Act, mirroring the one that was put in place by the state. Now, the uh, Wisconsin State Supreme Court said that the State Home Act for Wisconsin was... um, So they said it it wasn't enforceable, and it also um, went against constitutional rights for the people. Um, That said, the Wisconsin State Supreme Court are not medical professionals. And so they looked at it from a legal standpoint rather than a medical standpoint. Um, they said in addition to it being non-enforceable that um, members of the Wisconsin State Health Department um, overstepped their boundaries uh, as far as, as powers that they were invested as um, appointed members of a cabinet um, saying they didn't have the authority to um, enact criminal penalties against people that violated the state home order. That was the main reason the court said we can't do this. Um, whenever there's a case of like criminal penalties, that has to be um, legislated by um, elected members of a, of a governing body. Um, and so since we didn't have that in this case, um, it was removed from being um, enacted. That said, um, the Menominee Tribal State Home Act is still in effect. Um, in addition to that, the curfew, so the 10 o'clock curfew is still in action. So um, as far as how it's going to affect the tribe, there will probably be a lot more travel outside of the reservation, a lot more mingling of people um, in businesses. Uh, and that's something people have to take into account is that we still have the agency to stay at home if we choose. Um, we still have the uh, option to stay home from businesses, not frequent, you know, things like restaurants, bars, whatever. Um, and so it, it, it shifts the responsibility to us to uh, make sure that we can maintain our health and safety during this time. Because um, unfortunately, some of the um, 
gating criteria that initially was used to raise the Safer at Home Act on the state level hadn't been met. Like one of the things was that we wanted to see a decrease in COVID-like symptoms for at least 14 days. Um, now we've been doing a lot more testing and we've recognized a lot more COVID cases, so we haven't seen a decrease yet. Um, but they're also finding people that are asymptomatic in the communities too, um, which is kind of a good and bad thing. Asymptomatic means obviously it's not going to hurt someone because they're not experiencing symptoms. They don't have to go to the hospital with things like pneumonia or anything like that. But at the same time, they can spread it to others without knowing. So that's part of the reason why um, you know, we really need to take care of ourselves and maintain our own personal health. So that was something that I was um, going to bring up as well. Um, with the Safer at Home order being lifted, we have all the restaurants opening, bars opening. Um, that Would you consider that to be a, a safe activity? I would, I, would exer- or I would recommend that you exercise caution when going out into public at this point in time. Um, there are a lot of tests out there um, pointing to uh, you know, COVID being more widespread. But on the flip side, if you look at it being more widespread than we initially thought, there are also far fewer deaths than um, initially thought. So they think the fatality rate may be lower. Um, they're still finding cases where it causes you know, long-term damage um, in youth. It's not frequent, but it does occur. Um, and for individuals that are over the age of 65, there's definitely a far higher chance of, of fatality um, than someone who's you know in their 20s or 30s and healthy. Um, also, if you have comorbidities um, like uh, high blood pressure, obesity, or diabetes, those drastically increase your chances of being hospitalized by this. In a, in a large case study done in New York City, um, they found that you know 53% of hospitalized cases had uh, high blood pressure, 42 were either were obese, and 32% were diabetic. Um, and they also found that the average age was about 63. So it, it, still, it still has the potential to really harm our elderly population. Um, with that in mind, you know, you got to ask yourself, are you going to be around elderly people anytime soon? Will you be seeing elderly parents, grandparents, um, elderly aunts and uncles, anything like that? And then ask yourself, you know, does it put my extended family or friends at risk if I go and engage in an activity, say go to a restaurant or something or go to a sporting event? I don't know what sporting events are happening right now. I don't think there are any. <laughs> But any sort of any sort of large gathering like that, where you might be in close proximity to people. Um, another thing is they've found that almost all of the contracted cases happen in indoor locations. Um, studies have found that regular sunlight can destroy the virus. That's great. If you need to spend time with people, maybe do it outside. Um, I know the Menominee County has um, lifted the ban on camping on county lots. Um, the tribe is still not allowing camping on on you know the tribal locations and tribal lots um but that is that is a change that's happening on the reservation so i know some people were worried about some people coming up because they do have campers um to the legend lake area and and other areas um and so that's just something to keep into consideration when you may be choosing to go and, and do something for the weekend so i know that you're also the epidemiologist um that's your other hat that you wear that's my other job yeah i was wondering Considering that uh, Menominee is, I believe, ranked worst in the state as far as a lot of health markers go, 
Um, is there any concern that this would be especially, like, hit us especially hard? You know, you, you do bring up a point, you know, the county is ranked number 72 out of 72 in the state. Um, we have a high propensity or a lot of diabetes. We have a lot mm -hmm. of people that are obese on the reservation. Mm -hmm. Not a judgment call. It's just the statistical facts right now. Yeah. Um, and so does that put people at a higher risk of, of having a more severe COVID-19 case if they do contract it? Yeah, it, it, it mm -hmm. does. Um, and so that's something that people need to consider as well. Um, I know a lot of people are you know, trying to work out to not only stay um, positive during the time they've been isolated, but also to lower their risk of possible um, infection and um, increasing the severity of infection if it does occur. Um, that said, the best things you can do to stay healthy, make sure that you're getting enough sleep between seven to nine hours if you're adult between, or you know, 10 to 12 hours if you're a child um, and get between nine to 11 if you're an adolescent. That sounds like a crazy amount of a sleep, but studies showed that in the United States, we don't sleep enough. And that's when your body repairs itself. That is a great way to stay healthy. Um, also, if you're eating healthy foods, fruits, vegetables, um, lean proteins and things like that, that'll also give your body the fuel it needs to repair itself, um, fight off illnesses and things like that, uh, and maintain hydration. Those are some of the best things you can do to stay healthy. And washing your hands. Wash your hands. Always, <laughs> always, always wash your hands. Um, and don't stick your hands in your mouth because you don't know what you've been touching. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, I, as an essential employee, was tested earlier today. Um, and maybe some of the people aren't aware, but we have free testing that's available right now. Can you talk right. about that a little bit? Yeah. So the tribe teamed up with the Army National Guard. Um, it's the state Army National Guard. Um, and they're doing COVID-19 testing right now. Um, for anyone that has any one of the 10 symptoms associated with COVID-19, it's a pretty extensive list. It's basically any symptom you can think of if you're sick. Um, and they will test you for free. Um, it requires a nasal swab. They'll basically stick a Q-tip down your nose, if I'm not mistaken. Did you get the Q-tip down your nose? I did, yeah. Good times. Everyone loves the Q-tip down their nose. Um, and they'll send that off for COVID testing. Results come back in t uh, f between 24, but usually 48 hours. So we usually say two days. Um, and then you'll know if you have the COVID virus present in your body at the time. Um, the aim right now is to um, test or get a, um, a statistically significant sample of the population tested to see how prevalent it is here on the reservation. Um, we're also extending the testing to members of the Stockbridge-Munsee Reservation as well. Um, and it's not just for tribal members, it's also anyone that may live in Menominee County. So if you are in the county or on the um, Stockbridge Reservation and maybe sick, experiencing just about anything, fevers, chills, dry coughs, um, muscle aches, soreness, increased phlegm, loss of smell or taste, um, go to the, the transit facility um, on our children's road and, and get tested. It's, it's free, it doesn't take long, um, and it'll, it could alleviate a lot of stress. And I'll say my experience of it was, it was pretty quick and easy, and I will admit I was a little afraid because <laughs> I've seen some, uh, like, 
infographs or whatever of what it looks like when they test you and um, I was a little scared but <laughs> it was not bad at all it wasn't it was very minor like, I'm glad very, to hear you say minor. that <laughs> I, I hear it makes some people I hear it makes their face itch a little bit and they want to sneeze yeah, yeah I um, noticed that a little bit like afterwards but yeah it really was not not a big deal good great I am glad to hear that so I hear some concerns in the community around the testing and people kind of questioning it and, you know, the purpose behind it, which you kind of talked about. Um, and also, if it's safe, um, is there a possibility of getting infected by getting tested? So the purpose, like I said, of, of the testing right now is to get a good indication of, of where the community is health-wise and how prevalent COVID is. Um, very frequently, Native Americans are underrepresented in studies um, on just about every single level, county, state, nationally. Um, and so it's it's really important to get a good indication of, of how our population and our community is doing. That's part of the reason it's being done. Um, as far as safety goes, this is a safe procedure. Um, the individuals there will take, you know, you, what they consider universal precautions, wearing gloves. Did they have masks? They had like full body suits. On. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. Okay, so they're wearing. They're definitely wearing the personal protective equipment they need to keep from spreading the virus to you, um, and from contracting it themselves. Um, so yes, this is considered a very uh, safe type of procedure. Um, recently we sent out an infographic um, just explaining the risk level associated with with and without using um, a mask we can actually resend that out to the public if you guys would like it um, and it just breaks down how your risk level drops if you're wearing a mask or if someone you may be talking to is wearing a mask okay um, so there's also a lot of questions in the community as far as the reopening of the casino. Um, when is that happening? What are the plans um, as far as reopening it? So the casino is planning to reopen fairly soon. Um, we've had representatives in the incident command meeting um, on a regular basis. Uh, they were in there with us today and we were discussing the safety protocols that they were putting in place to reopen. Um, they'd like to reopen soon, but they have to take it to the legislature before they can announce their official date of reopening. Um, but that is on the horizon. Uh, that said, they're doing everything they can to make it as safe as an environment as possible for the employees and any of the patrons that come in to, to enjoy the facilities. Can you name any of the specific safety measures that they're planning on putting in place? Yeah, so they're the, one of the first things they're doing is they're looking at training more of their employees um, on, um, you know, obviously social distancing, cleaning of different materials, um, and how to prevent themselves from getting ill. They've also, um, they're considering turning off various machines to ensure that people are maintaining at least six foot gaps in between each other while they're there in gaming. Um, they're suspending things like the table games um, for a while just so people aren't crowded around and handling you know cards and, and whatnot and all sharing and touching the same things um, in, in rapid succession. 
they're also looking at um, moving various games to other locations within the building, um, and that they're they're checking on the legality of that because certain areas are designated for for certain types of activities. Um, so they're checking into whether or not they can just spread everything out over the entire facility as well. Um, so they're oh, and they're they're also um, working with their cleaning staff to do more frequent intervals of cleaning uh, to make sure that you know games are clean and sanitized after each use, um, and that patrons aren't passing anything or contracting anything while they're in the in the facility. Okay, um, is there anything else that you can think of that you want to share? I think the, the most interesting piece of advice I ever heard a father tell someone was just be wise. I can't say anything else. And I think the, the same applies to us. Um, you know, really consider what your actions are going to be um, and think about who you're going to be with and what scenarios you may be in um, before just jumping into something. I know, you know, as soon as the Supreme Court lifted the Safer at Home Act, a lot of people rushed out to the bars. Um, that might not have been the safest thing for them to do for their families, for their friends. Um, and so if you're going to enjoy activities, I would encourage something outside um, using social distance and, you know, really take take precautions um, because each life is important and, and we don't want you getting sick or anyone else getting sick or hurt. All right, thanks. Um, thanks for speaking with me today, Vaughn. Hey, thanks for having me back, Sheena. I really enjoyed it. All right, YYNN for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the community tab. Keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcasts. We are aiming to do weekly uh, updates with Vaughn, and we do welcome any community questions or um, topic suggestions um, you have regarding COVID-19. Um, so please send them to us via email at podcast.mitw.org.